everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame Where Fire and Magic Meet. I am your host, Amy Barilla. I hope this week finds each of you healthy, wealthy, and wise. As you remember, each time we gather, we have not only a collective space that we are sharing, but we also have a collective mantra. And I feel that mantras and affirmations are extremely important because I value the power of word and the power of intention. So what I would like to ask each of you to do right now is to kind of sit and take a couple of moments, ground and center yourself, close your eyes, take a couple of nice deep breaths. And when you're ready, I'd like you to place your hand over your heart. And that beat coming out of the center of your chest is your life force energy and your soul purpose. And when you are ready, I want you to recite the following mantra after me, always, I rise. Taking another nice deep breath, inhalation through the nose, exhalation out through the mouth. And you can open your eyes again. Always I Rise is an important mantra for not only me, but for all of us collectively, because it reminds us that no matter what we have going on in our day-to-day life, no matter what life throws our way, in the words of Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things and we can still sizzle and shine. Today's episode topic is important to me because it's something that I see The majority of the kids coming into my practice day-to-day experience a form of sensory processing disorder. So I thought that would be a good topic for us to share and discuss today because I know many parents who are out there listening can identify if they have a child that has sensory processing disorder or if you're a parent that might not be sure what's going on with your child you might have that light bulb moment to where you can understand some of the things that are happening within your child's nervous system, within your child's brain, and how you could best serve your child and their needs when it comes to sensory processing disorder. A lot of times what's happening is we have this large wave of children coming in, being born that are extremely sensitive. I see a lot of empathic children. I see a lot of intuitive children. I see a lot of sensitive kids, and there are a lot of sensitive adults out there, and we'll get to that a little bit later on, but for right now, we're going to talk about the child side of this. Sensory processing disorder is when there is an overstimulation or even an under-arousal or under-stimulation of the main senses. Now, for many parents, when a child is experiencing a flare, when it comes to sensory processing disorder, the child is kind of labeled as being difficult. They're having a tantrum, um, they're being out of control, and that's not necessarily the case. The emotional output or the volcano that is erupting within the child is in direct correlation to hyper-awareness of what's going on around them that could trigger an emotional release or trigger something within the child that has to do with one of their five main senses. I'll give you an example. A lot of kids that I treat have an overstimulation to sound, so loud noises can be a trigger for them, either the doorbell ringing or being in a public restroom and the toilet flushes, or they're in a group of people and the volume of noise just keeps building and building and building until that child can't handle that overstimulation anymore. 
Also, too, I see this in a lot of kids is how um, clothing or fabrics feel against the skin. They can't wear constrictive clothing. They can't wear form-fitting shirts or form-fitting pants. Some of them don't even like to wear shoes or socks. A lot of kids also need very soft fabrics against the skin. They need something that's breathable like a nice cotton or a linen. Also to smell, they're extremely sensitive to, and it can be a challenge because that child is then labeled as being a difficult or a picky eater. And it's only because that sensory overload is being triggered time and time again. So what's happening is that parents are bringing their child into their pediatrician, which is the normal protocol, right? We see something is going on in your child. The normal reaction is to bring them to the doctor or the pediatrician. And what's happening is they're being diagnosed with sensory processing. So what can we do for a child that is experiencing this? Oftentimes, children will be uh, seen through physical therapy or they'll see an occupational therapist. It will help identify some of the deficits or some of the imbalances in motor skills, such as coordination, helping with dressing, helping to button up shirts, zipper up pants, perhaps tying shoes. And also just those day-to-day ADLs, which are those activities of daily living, that's where PT and OT can really be beneficial for the child. Well, you might ask, how can energy work or how could pediatric Reiki also help my child? Well, I'm going to share that with you because there are some really great benefits of children who are under care in my practice. When we're looking at an imbalance within the child, we're always looking at the nervous system, okay? But we're looking at balancing the nervous system from not only a physical standpoint, but also from an emotional, mental, and spiritual standpoint. We're looking at the entire framework of that child or that individual. And when kids are receiving care because they are so receptive, and they're receptive because they haven't been on this side of the veil, their experience on this earth hasn't been as long as mine has, let's say, so they haven't experienced the same level of conditioning. However, the level of static that they are experiencing day to day is tenfold for them. That's why those sensory issues become so magnified and so triggered. So when a child is receiving care, their nervous system is able to decompress. That child is allowed to feel safe, supported, and nurtured while they're receiving care or while they're receiving energy work so that those triggers aren't as intense for them. I have always said for 13 years that children who are coming in for care because they experience big feels or big emotions, we're not taking away the emotional aspect of the child. What we're giving to the child is this amazing and wonderful gift so that when they are triggered and they are responding to what's happening in the world around them, that feel or those set of feels are not as intense for them because under active care, They can self-manage and they can self-regulate easier and quicker. And if there is an adult, such as a teacher or a parent, that does have to step in and get involved, their ability to do so is also lessened. So they don't have to spend as much time with the child. They might have to step in and redirect, but the child is able to manage that a whole lot easier. So those are just some of the ways that when children are coming into my practice and they are experiencing sensory processing 
disorder, or I like to say sensory processing overload or sensitivity, they're able to manage that a little bit better. And that's so wonderful to see because it's so intense for the child and it could be so difficult for the child that it actually interrupts their ability to live their day-to-day life the best way possible. And if it's hard for the child, imagine what it's like for a parent. I see it in a parent's eyes when I meet them for the first time, but I also hear it in their voice when they're calling me in distress or in crisis. So those are just some of the ways that energy work or pediatric Reiki can help the life of a child and a family overall when the child is experiencing sensory processing overload. And I also want to share that, you know, I'm a child who was born in the early 70s, okay? I'm going to be 50. And I wish that I had then what is available to kids and families now because I clearly was a child who struggled with sensory processing overload. I had a difficult time with crowds and I had a real hard time finding clothes to wear. And I say now to this day to my poor mother who was so overwrought and didn't know what to do with me when it came to back to school time. And she was forced to drag me to the mall because it was very difficult for me to find stuff to wear. And I think my salvation or my saving grace is when I was placed in Catholic school and then I had to wear a uniform. And once I did that, I really didn't have as much trigger because I was wearing the same thing every day. I didn't have the anxiety or the stress overload of picking out something to wear that would hopefully not trigger those sensory issues. And also too, because that, let me back up a little bit, because sensory processing overload can trigger heightened emotions, a child also can typically experience more anxiety and more anxiousness as well. And that is where care really comes into play because we're really taming that side of the child as well. So again, if this is your child, I understand, but there is help for them. They don't have to struggle. If wherever you are in the world listening to this episode today, I want you to know that the power of pediatric Reiki and the power of energy work in the life of your child and in the life of your family overall is quite powerful and it could be quite changing for everybody because care has a trickle-down effect, right? When we're helping the child, we're helping everybody in that household right down to the family pets because pets are so intuitive and they're so sensitive. And when one of their human family members is struggling, they want to transmute that. They want to take away that pain. They want to take away that struggle and they'll adopt and take on those energies as well. And oftentimes we'll see those pets have behavioral issues too. So when kids shift and change and when kids heal, families heal, pets heal, it's wonderful full circle all the way around. Now I would like to ask, is this your child? Perhaps this is you. Many, many adults are living currently with sensory processing disorder. Even though I know that I experienced sensory overload as a child, to this day, I still have those triggers in my own day-to-day life. But what I want to do is I want to impart a little bit of wisdom and what I like to say are takeaways so that should this be happening in the life of you or your child, there are some things or some tools and techniques that you can use. 
When you notice that your child is on sensory overload or experiencing that trigger, one of the things that is the easiest thing to do is to remove them from the situation. So if you're out and about and you might be in a store, perhaps you'll have to step outside of the store so they can ground and center themselves, get some air on them, take a couple of couple of nice deep breaths. Breathing is a wonderful technique to use not only in our kids, but for adults as well. So removing your child or yourself from the situation, grounding and centering yourself, doing some nice breathing techniques can always help when you're in a pinch. Essential oils, I'm a huge supporter and proponent of oils. They are a wonderful tool to help support not only healthy brain function, but healthy function of the nervous system overall. Lavender is a great go-to oil. It's the easiest oil to get. It's also very economical. So it's primarily an oil that most households carry, all right? We, I don't have a family that comes in to see me for care that doesn't have lavender in, in the house, okay? Citrus oils are also great because when we're triggered and it kind of drops down our vibe and our energy, it can help raise that once again. So lemon, lime, orange, those are all great options. I also like to have families create a calm corner in their house for their child. And this is a great way to get kids involved in the creation of that calm corner. It could be a spot in their bedroom. It could be in the family room, in the living room, somewhere else in the house. And a lot of times those calm corners are constructed with items that bring comfort and bring relief to the child. So if they have their favorite stuffies or a blanket or books or art supplies, those are all great things to implement. So when the child has a moment where they're triggered and they're having that overload moment, we can redirect them gently to the calm corner. And they can stay there for as long as they want. The power of a calm corner is that they can regulate the time they want to be in there. And sometimes it's just for a few minutes. Sometimes it's just for an hour. I've had situations where kids have retreated to their calm corner and they've fallen asleep in there and they've taken a nap and they've reset their nervous systems that way. And then they reemerge and they feel much better. So these are just a few things. Oh, one more thing, the power of sound. And if you're not familiar with binaural beats or binary beats, YouTube has an infinite library of different um, tracks that you can use. For those of you who may not be familiar with binary beats or binaural beats, it's kind of like white noise layered with different hertz of tone and sound and other relaxing music. And those layers create the ability for the brain to settle down. And we can use binary beats for anything under the sun, for focus and concentration, for manifesting, for sleep and relaxation. So you can find them on YouTube and that's a free tool or resource for families. So that's one of the things that I will share with families every time you come in for care. So these are just some of the takeaways that I hope could help you because more often than not, if you're listening to this episode today, you might recognize that this is in fact your child or this in fact is you. But please remember there is nothing wrong with you and there is nothing wrong with your child. It is a superpower and it is a gift to be on this planet and have such a level of empathic sensitivity and that intuitive energy, we need that because the gifts that we bring in help raise the vibration not only of the planet, 
but we are living a life in service and our energy is in high demand. But the other side of that coin is that it sometimes comes at a price or at a cost to us. And when we are on overload, it could create an imbalance within your child or within us, the adult. So these are just some of the, the simple things that we can do to protect our energy, protect our vibrations, so we can keep on doing the work that needs to be done. Amen. So now we've arrived at the favorite part of the episode, which is the Crystal Wisdom Corner, and then we'll move into the collective card read. So I felt that for today's topic, for this episode, which is sensory processing overload or sensory processing disorder, I think rose quartz is the best stone choice. And this is a beautiful specimen that is a heart. So pretty. Rose quartz is one of my most favorite stones from the gem and crystal world. And the reason I love it so much is because it's connected strictly to the heart chakra. Not strictly, let me recorrect myself. It is connected to the heart chakra, but we can use it for all of the main energy centers. And when we have a child or perhaps yourself as an adult who is experiencing overload to our senses, this is a great stone to have on hand. It's a very common stone. It's easy to get or buy. You can get it online or in your local gem and mineral store. And I would recommend that you keep it either on the main table, like a coffee table at home, or for your child, they can have their own piece of rose quartz that they can keep on their night table so that they can grab it whenever they need a boost. And that can help calm those energies and soothe the nervous system overall, okay? So our stone for this week's episode is rose quartz. Okay, so the next part is our collective card read. And so each week when we gather on an episode of Be The Flame, I like to select a card from my very cool, tiny little affirmation deck, Everyday Messages, because I wanna impart yet another takeaway. And that's the power of a collective card read. So you have some homework and you have something to think about between each episode. So the card has been shuffled, the deck has been shuffled, the card has been selected. And just for today, I choose release over resistance. I love this card and I'm gonna tell you why. When we get into a resistant state of mind, what happens is our energy is halted, our vibration drops down a little bit, we get real rigid, we get pissed off, and what ends up happening is things that want to naturally flow directly to us can't. It gets sidetracked because we're digging our heels in, we're posturing, we're not making good choices or good decisions possibly. And so when we just let up a little bit and loosen up the reins, what happens is our heels aren't dug in so tightly or so deeply anymore. And we're saying no to resistance. We're saying yes to release so that we have more internal elbow room within ourselves. And that really can be a magical place to be because in that moment when we say yes to release over resistance, a lot more magic can come our way. So our collective card for this week is just for today, I choose release over resistance. Okay. So you never get away each week without a little bit of homework. And that homework is what I refer to as the feet to the fire segment. So for this upcoming week, your feet to the fire is 
where in your life do you recognize that perhaps you have some sensitivities or that your child has some sensitivities when it comes to the five main senses that may be a potential trigger for you? And from the tidbits and little nuggets of wisdom that I shared with you earlier on in the episode, are there ways that you can implement those things? All right. So that is your feet to the fire for this upcoming week. You know, I love connecting with all of you. So I want to share a few ways where you can find me. One of the main ways we can connect is through my website, which is amybarilla.com. You can also find me on Instagram, and my handle there is amybarillapediatrics. But I would love for all of you to tune into this podcast, season one and season two, which you can find anywhere that has a really great podcast. So you can find us on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, and through Podbean. You can also reach out and send me an email. I'd love to hear from you, amy at thereikigal.com. You know, in the words of Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things, right? And we can do hard things, and we can still sizzle, and we can still shine, and we can still be beautiful, sexy, and a badass, and an outlaw, and a renegade. We can be all those things, because always we rise. So I want you to go have a magical rest of this week. Thank you so much for sharing this sacred space, and I cannot wait to hang out with you again. Take care. (laughs) 